and welcome back to Youth Homebrew. I hope that you've all had a good week and are ready for another podcast. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce myself for those that haven't listened to us before. I'm Yvette and my co-host is Mo. Um, and uh, yeah, we're ready for today's lesson. We need to do that again. <laughs> Can we just get into it now? Ah, like, okay. go straight. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Straight. All right. So today's lesson. Is taken back by uh, is taken from Matthew chapter twenty eight from verses sixteen to twenty. So I'm going to read this to you now. It's titled "The Great Commission." Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Right, so today is supposed to be, well, is Trinity Sunday. Um, so, Mo, what did you think of the reading? I've read that reading so many times. Um, it's a very nice reading, I guess, but I think the main thing that I always take from that reading is that we're meant to work and that we're meant to work for each other and we are more than just the individual. I think in the current climate that we're in at the moment, the whole concept of the individual is a very, very bad thing um the, you know there's the the whole race relations that are happening in the u.s um just relations between people and the COVID 19 pandemic um I, I can actually tell you a story i was at the shop the other day and there was a guy standing behind me in the queue and he was probably about two hand lengths away from me I could almost feel his breath on the back of my neck. And all I wanted to do was turn around, shout at him, tell him to move and get away from me. And just, it boiled me up. And I sat there thinking, this pandemic has made it so that we don't want to even acknowledge the other person around us, the other human being. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense, Evie. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, I, I've been thinking about this quite a bit as well. As a woman, I, I tend to be cautious around men, and now I'm just cautious around everybody. So even women, I'm like, you could be a carrier, and I'm not going anywhere near you. I mean, also, what I found is like wearing masks has almost made people feel like they don't need to be kind and considerate of other people. I was at the shops earlier this week as well, and this guy pretty much pushed in front of me to get a trolley to like push his way in, didn't greet the person at the door that was doing hand sanitizer. And I said to him, as I walked in, the guy said to me, man, that was rude. And I was like, so are you having a good day? And he was like, no, it's cold and like I'm here and they're on the front line and, and you know, the least you could do is be nice to the people that are serving you. But it's almost like it's made us 
what's the word I'm looking for? Invisible. Like our actions, we, we don't have to worry about our actions anymore because nobody, we're, we're, we're anonymous. And we, we all have to do this alone because we've got to make sure that we survive. But I think what you're trying to say is that like, we can't do this alone. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think we're in a world where as human beings, we, we always try to be the individual. It's that postmodern thinking that I am me and I can do everything by myself. And it's when we start to get into those situations that then the difference in someone else really shines through, whether it be their color, their gender, what it is that they do or don't like. You know, I actually come to think of it, we're also celebrating Pride Month this month. And how is it that we have treated the different all around us? those who may not be exactly the way that I am. And if we think about it, um, one of the other readings that Evie didn't read for us uh, today, but it's the Old Testament reading, is the creation story, where God creates the world, the heavens, the earth, and all that is around us. And the main thing that I think we should take out of that story is that God created humanity. God created us as himself, as an image of who God is. And so no matter the color, the creed, or what I like or don't like, if you don't see the God in me and the God in everyone around you, are you really appreciating God's creation? Are you really in touch with what God has made in the world? And so when Jesus then sends out his disciples and say, go out into all the world, it's not go down the road and speak to that guy that you know or love or go around the corner and speak to that neighbor that you you know, kind of understand, it's go out into the entire world and be a good Christian so that other people can see God in you and you see God in them. I think that's, I mean, that's a good point. But we're not necessarily saying that we have to go and convert people to Christianity in a sort oh. of way that the mission missionaries have done it in for, for centuries. No, no, no. Every now and then you have to have a good Bible bash. Let's just... <laughs> You know, but I think our actions speak how we behave speaks more about our Christian walk than what we say. Yes. So, I mean, I was I did a I did a counseling course about two years, three years ago. And um, there was a, a woman who was in this counseling course with us who was in a full burqa. So she was Muslim and she was completely covered from head to toe. And I remember her saying when she introduced herself, um, so I'm not a terrorist. And I was like, the fact that you had to use that as a disclaimer with a group of people you don't know. And, and I'm going to be honest, the majority of that group that was sitting there were from the Anglican church. The fact that she felt the need to say that to all of us speaks how, at, at how people have perceived her to be something that she's not. And I know she said it in, in jest and she was joking, but that's the perception she's got of us because that's how she's been treated. Yeah, her humor then ends up just being the shield yeah. that she needs to be able to navigate through life. 
because we might not say it, but we're thinking it. So she just puts it out there to make everybody feel more comfortable with who she is. And, and that's not necessarily us seeing the God in her. That's not us being good disciples, if we're honest, with the situation. So what is it then that we need to do to be better? We could argue that we need to feed the poor, clothe them. We could argue it's about how we treat people. It's it's how I took a step back from that man that was obviously trying to get into the store before me. It's God bless you instead of picking a fight. It's showing care and loving the people that are marginalized. I I, I guess as a start. Mm, I, I think just to add to that is understanding of everybody you know seeing goodness and love and care in everyone that we may meet um and and starting to see beyond oh there's a black person there's a white person there's a purple person there is a godly person i think is more important for each and every single one of us to be able to see beyond that um, and then we truly then become God's disciples in the world. Um, so let's dive maybe a little bit more into that gospel reading that Evie read for us. And it says to us as the Christian disciples that we need to go out into the entire world but what if my neighbor doesn't see the god in me what then that's a hard question because you might think that you are doing what god has called you to do but the other person isn't receiving it mm. i don't know i think also it can't be with what we think it's supposed to look like i think that we can only do what we're called to do, which is be disciples and be kind and caring. It doesn't necessarily mean that person that is hearing it or receiving it is going to react in that way that we want them to. That's a very true point. Um, I guess that's why Bible bashing doesn't work. No. <sighs> And, and on that, because like I, I had a situation when I was at Varsity where um, I didn't necessarily see eye to eye with one of the girls in my class. Um, and I did my best to be kind and caring. And in fact, my religion was what she had a problem with. Let's call it what it is. And she, we ended on really bad terms and I didn't hear from her again. And uh, about... Two years after we graduated, I got a message on Facebook with her apologizing and she had said she had found God and that she hadn't treated me well and she apologized for everything. Um, and, it and that was never my intention. Um, my intention was just to show her love where she was at, not where I wanted her to be. And obviously two years later, that shifted and changed things. But it was never my intention to do that. It was never my intention to convert her, for lack of a better word. <laughs> it was it was to be kind and caring and loving and 
to be there when she needed me, even if she didn't want it. Be honest, you wanted to hit her with a Bible. <sighs> no, actually, I really didn't. Um, I just wanted her to be my friend, if I was going to be honest. <laughs> That's so I think that brings uh, my thinking to the next point of, as Christians, you know, it's very hard, it's very easy for us, actually, to logic God, to have this set, okay, God is this, God is that, um, logically, God does this, and in my brain, I can think about God, and then this is what God is and does, but part of our faith and part of our discipleship is trusting in God through our journey and trusting that God is beyond what we can rationalize and logically understand. And in your moments of, you know, seeing the God in other people and being godly to other people and walking your walk, you have to trust that God, and when I say God, I mean through the Holy Spirit, is doing what God needs to do. It's not on our time or in our space. It's about what God thinks is best and God will then do it and get it done. If that makes sense. You have to have our trust. Also, like sitting here talking into a microphone and, and we don't know who this is going to reach to or when or at what point. But this is something that you and I are quite good at. We're good at speaking. We, we do this for a, for a living. This is our job. We speak to people. And you might be sitting there going, yeah, but I'm an introvert and I don't do well with people. And, I, and that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that you're not doing God's work. So for me, the big thing about the Trinity, seeing as it is Trinity Sunday, is that each part of God, so God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all play a different role. And so you pouring the tea on Sunday morning could be just as godly as the priest getting up to preach. It could be the person who cleans the church that allows us to be in that space and it's clean has got a more important job or as important job as the person who's blessing the Eucharist on a Sunday morning. Well, if you actually think about it, by the time churches do properly open, that person who is sanitizing the space that you're about to sit in, I think is a heck of a lot more important than the priest. Yeah, I mean, we've said, I mean, the, the conversations around COVID-19 have been about who are essential workers and the people in the shops are the essential workers. And only now at level three have clergy been kind of given this importantness of being essential workers. Like for the first two, like what was their role? Go and sit in a room and pray. Like it was, I, it, it humbled me quite a bit because I don't know about, and not so much with us in the Anglican church, but I mean, with priests, they're given a lot of, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to get into so much trouble. But they, they're given a lot of, people look up to them and they're like, oh, it's, it's the Maruti. And it's, you know, there's this like this, but they're supposed to be servants of the people. And so if you are servants of the people, then you need to be humbled. Um, and I'm not saying that it's the priests that are, that are putting themselves up there, but people tend to put them on pedestals. And if we look at it, the people that were important to us, for us to survive, were the ladies behind the tills at pick and pay, or the the cleaners, or... The guy pouring your petrol. Yeah. 
So who's the guys that are important? That the, was the essential service for our country to live. Our nurses, our doctors, like those guys. Um, it, it really gives you a different understanding of the world that we live in and how we treat certain people. Lawyers and uh, accountants, like where are they? You know, they <laughs> now, yes, the economy needs to work. But like in the beginning, they were they were not considered essential workers. Who do you want to be trapped with on an island? Oh, that's a good exercise. <laughs> so I think if we really bring ourselves into thinking about the readings for today, it really gives us a thought process and a mindset that says we are more than just the flesh and bones that we seem to exist in and we have been blessed with the sight to see what god has created daily and we've been blessed with the goodness that god has created and being able to be a part of that creation and so my prayer for each and every single one of you listening is that as you go about your day God would be able to shine through everything that you see and experience and are a part of in your life so that you can truly really resonate within you beautifully said have a good one enjoy the rest of your Sunday and the rest of your week and we'll see you next week we'll be here next week we'll definitely be here next week when we thought we were going back to church that was then told by our bishop was not happening we're definitely here next week so we look forward to spending time with you next week and that was Youth Hope Room have a good one